What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four-letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life, and balance, where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live, and we replace it with powerful, easy-to-use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human. And I'm here with the fabulous and amazing Kathy Keegan, whose mission in life is to end needless workplace suffering. She's an amazing coach, a, him, a improviously, a hilarious improv. I made up a new word. Hilarious like and improv. And, uh, and just an amazing human being. And I'm so honored to be um, doing this podcast with her. So, hello. Well, hey, hello, Elaine. It's so good to see you. She's wearing fabulous glasses for our listeners. They are so awesome. And we're going to, I'm going to use more words like marvelous, awesome, and amazing because those apply to my very good friend, Elaine Williams, a funny, funny, fabulous woman who has helped me be able to tell my story and who can help you look fabulous on camera, among many other things. She's also a very gifted speaker. She's an inspirational speaker. And she's really helped a lot of people in her, in her time, in her short time on planet Earth. Oh, you're so kind. Stop. No, don't. No, stop. I no, stop. Don't. I stop my lips. No, you look okay. good. You look good. Yeah. So um, awesome. Well, I'm so excited to be here because we always laugh, which is how we started this podcast because we were working on story and we just kept talking and laughing about how we both have done tons and tons and tons of transformational work, personal development work. And we both love coaching and studying how to help people reach their greatest potential. And we laugh because we kept like, even though, you know, we're still human, hence the name of the podcast, like you can do all this training and yet as a human being, we still have blind spots. And uh, so we wanted to share our journey because sometimes you can have a lot of training and use it against yourself. Oh, absolutely. Won't even realizing it. Yeah. And the thing is, is that we've said before that there's a time that if I had discovered I was still human, that would have made my head explode. It would have been so upsetting to me because there really was a part of me that thought somehow if I read just a little more, if I got up just a little earlier, that somehow I'd be better than because a lot of my life was spent comparing. And it's a deadly place to be. And to really just start to embrace and enjoy your life and, and laugh at the fact that you're still human is really what, what we're aiming for on a daily basis. Um, and that's why we're here. I love that, Kathy. Like the minute you said that, I feel freedom, you know, because I, and I, I, it's so interesting to me how at least with my process and what I found with most of the people that I work with, we hide things from ourselves, right? And so like, I, I don't like self-pity. So I used to hide it from myself. I'd be super dramatic. I'm not, I'm just dramatic. I'm very emotional. And I had one of my mentors say, Elaine, when you get like that, that's full of self-pity. And I was like, what, what, what? how could you? And, you know, it was one of the biggest gifts anybody's ever given me. You know, sometimes it's very hard to hear feedback, but sometimes well, when it's given with the intention to contribute, it can be like, whoa, wait, it's freeing. And it's important that 
we'd be able to label that, own it for 90 seconds as long as the emotion lasts, and, and, and then move on. Because I think what's happened is we've put certain things in categories that are verboten. Um, you've got to be able to name these things and the big stuff, the little stuff and everything in between. And we can't shame people for having the emotions that they're having, because the only way to get through them is to experience them. And I think we've been talking about how an emotion has an emotion has 90 seconds of life. After that, it's a story that we're telling. And I want to be quick to say that the story that might be perpetuating that emotion may very well be a valid story. So I'm not trying to say if you're grieving or if there's something, you know, I mean, it's not to take away the big stuff. But oftentimes, if you're having a reaction in the workplace or to a driver who just cut you off, that emotion is going to last for about 90 seconds. They've timed it. Apparently, I don't know if they have like emotion races. I'd be interested to know if any emotions last longer, but apparently scientifically 90 seconds. And so you you were able to name it and then just let it go because it doesn't build up. Otherwise, it festers. Ooh. Oh, I love that, Kathy. You know, Debbie Ford used to talk about that, that most of our suffering is in the resistance. I don't want to go through this or I can't deal with these emotions. And when you can practice that sort of emotional education, which is one of the things she used to call it, it's like, oh, you can lean into it and feel it 90 seconds. You know, I'm like, why aren't we teaching this in grade school and, you know, and in businesses and, you know. That's the emotional intelligence that, you know, I think for for many years from an evolutionary standpoint, I don't feel like we felt like we had the room or the space to be able to do that. You know, I think the way we're evolving now is that there is a sense of, wait a minute, that might actually be the superpower, that it might not be following this particular leader or following that, but it might just be understanding where you're coming from, understanding how you're wired so that you can, you know, you can, you can take care of yourself and then you can show up as a whole human being to whatever situation that's going on. Like when I woke up this morning, I was like, oh my God, like how am I, I couldn't, when I woke up, I couldn't see how I was going to be able to do anything today, you know? And, and so, but there's a voice in the back of my head that just says, all right, so don't be a superhero about this. These are what you do. What, what's, what's, what's the basic stuff that you need to do in order to get ready, you know, for the call. And, um, and so I just did those things and, um, I might've been doing a little bit like my hair, you know, it's, it's just like, I'm so happy to have gotten a haircut. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm being, sometimes it's the little things, you know, in landmark, they would say so much of life is made up. Why not make up something that's empowering, you know? Because most of this stuff is, I think you you and I are always talking about brain stuff. One thing I love about Kathy is she's always kind of geeking out on her topic. And she'll be like, oh, well, I'm actually reading five books right now all about brain function. And she'll go, and I'm like, wow, like she dives deep into her stuff and I love it. And I'm, I mean, I'm like that with story and speaking and performance and comedy too, but, um, you were talking about, um, 
why is the significance of your hair? Can you just tell people, people don't know your story? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, in, in COVID times, one could not get their hair cut and I was fine with that. You know, um, I'm not going to risk that. I'm living near my 93-year-old father-in-law. I do not want to risk anything. And so, um, but my hair, they started to open up hair salons here about a month ago. And I thought, hmm, but what kept flipping me out when I looked at myself wasn't so much about the hair itself, but how long my hair was. My hair hadn't been this long since before I had no hair. And that's 10 years ago when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so coming up on a 10 year anniversary of that and having my hair being longer than it's been in 10 years, it did raise a few things and it actually spurred me to get my hair cut. And also we can start making appointments with doctors here um, for things other than COVID. And so I've actually found somebody here to follow me and my follow-up care because I've got another about four years on a particular drug to complete my, um, my, I don't know what you'd call it. Your cancer, cancer do <laughs> It's it, 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 in playwriting that means like after the climax is sort of finishing into the end of the play. I don't know yes. if that's appropriate or not. Yes, and I this hope that's not. Of, I love it. It's thing. like the it's. I like that, and it's it feels really good to be able to do those things and to have someone, you know, to have all the information to be able to give to somebody. Of course, my first question is always is there any way that or any studies that have come out that would allow me to stop having to be on this medication for another four more years? And, um, and they know that, no, there's nothing. She said, eh, it'll probably happen by the time you're, you know, finishing. 95. So, right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it, it's there. I don't, I, I know that it happened. I have the scar to show, by the way, left breast lumpectomy, because as this one comedian, she wrote this great book called Cancer Made Me, um, like a, um, I can't even think of the word, made me kind of a, a conceited person. Um, if you have a kidney and something's going on with a kidney, no one cares if it's left or right. But if it's your breast, people do want to know. Um, <laughs> so I just thought I'd throw. I just thought. I'd throw that out there. It's so interesting. I've never thought which one because I don't. You know, I'm a girl. I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Well, so. What I love about you, Kathy, is you, <clears throat> you use humor. You deal with a lot of stuff with humor, and. Um, that's you too, my dear. So great. I mean, it's and a great coping skill. And um, <clears throat> which I would love to tell you one of my big ahas. Yeah, I, I want to hear. Yes, please. <clears throat> so, you know, coming up on 20 years sobriety, which is like, thank you, God. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'd always had the, my anniversary is August 8th and uh, it's mid July. And I, you know, I've never had this much time with myself and the COVID thing. And, as challenging as this time has been, there's also been a lot of silver linings. And I feel like I've gone deeper into my programs, my meditation and my 12-step work. And it's been awesome and nauseating at times and, um, you know, navigating, working from home and all that stuff, right? And uh, I 
have had the pleasure of working with two really good friends on a project. And all three of us have pretty intense personalities. And we have known each other for a long time through some spiritual work. And this has been like the marathon shoot of my life. Like, (laughs) and I, and I know like they always say it's not good to work with friends or, you know, you gotta, so I did set some guidelines and I thought there, and, and they, I knew that we were going to kind of like learn as we go. And I don't usually, I, I help people with story and all kinds of things, but I don't usually do like, high camera 4k you know shooting i will do it but i don't do it all the time which means someday i can't wait to just be the director and have my own camera guy but i have learned basic lighting and you know so anyway so like but you name it like i didn't turn the the ac off so you could hear that in the background um my microphone, my shotgun microphone is whacked up. And, you know, it's, it's been like one thing after another, after another. And then like I gave somebody the card and they took it, but then they couldn't find the file. And, you know, and part of it was, <clears throat> part of it was, I should have been like, that's not how I work. You know, we plan for three hours, but do not make big plans like you just never know with shooting because there's always stuff a plane flies over the dog barks the cat who's never meowed ever starts meowing like it's just it's called mercury plus mercury retrograde right 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 and so it's been like ah ah so yesterday i got um an invitation to shoot last night Instead, uh, we were going to do a, a reshoot on Friday. But um, so anyway, so I moved. I realized that, okay, you know what? It's for, for whatever reason, it's going to be better for all of us to do it Wednesday night. So I had to like, I canceled some things. I moved things around. And, and you know, there's like a part of me that is like 92% like, whatever it takes, we're going to get it done. We, I get it done, you know. <laughs> And then there's another part of me that's like, oh, God, <laughs> Jesus. Like, it's not fair. <laughs> you know, I mean, we all have that voice, right? And when I feel threatened or insecure or like I'm not being respected or if I feel like I'm not being treated well, I can get. Brene Brown calls it like armored up, like let me mm-hmm. suit up. Well, if I, you know, if I, I have worked around your schedule and it's not my fault that, that you know, I can just be very self-righteous and positional. And, you know, and I just, I kept kind of just like breathe, breathe, breathe. Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> the commitment is to get it done and to get it done well. And human beings, we want to go, but it's not my fault, <laughs> right? And uh, and I certainly was feeling some of this the past few days. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> we're moving the equipment again, you know. <laughs> it's not like that big of a thing. Anyway, so I when I walked in the door, and I, this is like I don't know how many shoots we've done now, 
I said, you know, I realized that there's, I've learned a lot about some things and I just wanted to apologize because I feel like I could have done this better. I wish I had set some parameters better. I wish I had checked the thing right away. Like I'm looking back and I see how blah, 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 blah. Like I just walked in like, and it was organic. It didn't, I, w- I hadn't like planned. Okay. I'm going to say this. I didn't, you know, right. Cause I conflict scares the shit out of me. Oh. I've spent a whole life doing weird twits, twisting myself into pretzels to avoid conflict, which usually creates more conflict. But anyway, right. but I hadn't, I hadn't planned. It just came out. And then the two of them were like, yeah, I know we were talking about it too. How because we're friends, blah, 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 blah. blah. But like, just saying that freed me up. I cannot even tell you. I went from being to like, whoa, this is fun. We're doing this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Like I was completely energized, even though I, you know, I'm doing a lot of things before I leave town, whatever it was. I was totally energizing to take responsibility and not to take responsibility for, no, it's all my fault. But just like to be like, you know what? I realized I can do this better, this better, this better, this better. And because these two women have done a lot of their own work, we were all like, yeah, we like, it was just a really cool, uh, effortless conversation. It was and, emotionally intelligent. too. Oh, I mean, that's what it, anyway, I just, you know, wow. so for at least Yesterday, I was actually my age. I was actually 52 instead of five or maybe eight. So like, woo, you know, and I just... Congratulations. That's huge. I wanted to share that because I, um, you know, for anybody listening, I know I I have done so much work and sometimes I'd be like, ah, I still am hiring the wrong people or uh, I'm still attracting or I'm still dating the same guy, different name. It's the same guy, right? Like just that feeling of like, and so, and you know, when you're upset, the last thing you want to hear is, Oh, it begins with you. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. But what's like your part in this, you know, when you're upset, it's like, this is, you know, but just right. like being able to just take a breath and have compassion, have compassion for myself and have compassion for them. And, you know, if they had been like, well, we have to reach shoot, uh, you know, if they had been angry and intense, I would have walked in all armored up. So, you know, just the gift of true collaboration, that's just gorgeous with people that you trust and respect and love so like and being human because in the past at work so many times i was like i'm i'm good i'm fine i'm fine i was super girl and Mm -hmm. uh just keep it moving because then you can't get in trouble so i was always like just working scurrying around and working 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 which is a defense mechanism from my old alcoholic days, you know? So anyway, I just wanted to share, like, I'm so proud of that breakthrough. And, um, you know, I, it's a misery of our own making, you know, like, yeah. I, like the common denominator, like uh, well, bye, bye. <laughs> the common denominator is me. So maybe there's something here for me to learn, right? Like if life is happening for me instead of to me, wow, there's more for me to learn. Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted yeah. to share that because oh. I was so excited. So, so one, that is just fabulous. And I think 
I, I just want to say how important it is to be able to share those kinds of things and to celebrate them. You know, this is so important. It's very, very important to acknowledge the successes that we have as they go, as they happen, because oftentimes we just brush by them. But that's very big because basically what happened was you had sort of an ad hoc meeting of the all the different ages that Elaine is that reside inside her brain committee. Right. They all showed up. The five year old, the two year old. The it's not fair. <laughs> exactly. So they all showed up. And here's the thing. They do continue to show up. What? You know, that's part of the still human part. Right. Because those things show up. And because when you start to say to yourself, well, I by now I should or finally I should. The, that is not what happens. What's happening is that meeting has convened. And you have said, I'm going to bring in the emotionally intelligent one to just sort of say, I see where everybody's coming from. And here's the decision I'm going to make. The decision I'm going to make uh, committee is that I'm going to go in and I'm just going to be open with my friends and I'm going to look at my parts and things that I could have done. And also because you've developed these kinds of relationships and friendships, they are also on the same wave length. And so they're able to also say, I see this and I see that. And so you've cleared a blockage, which immediately gives you more energy because it takes, as you gave the analogy, it was one of our early, one of our early broadcasts where the, you're trying to hold a beach ball down when you're trying to in the water, you know, and how hard that is to hold that down. That's all your energy going into that place right? All your energy and you have precious and you have what you have for the day. And when it's gone, it's gone. So it's just one celebrate the fact that, you know, what you did was gather all the human within you, all the ages, and then just say, here's what we're going to do. Mm. Right. Thank you, Kathy. I knew you would get it. I knew you would get oh, it. So awesome. awesome. Well, and I wanted to ask you, you know, well, before Kathy moved pre-COVID, <clears throat> we would have a cultural corner because Kathy is so cultural. She sings, she goes to museums. She was like singing in this cool choir. Every time I talked to her, she'd be like, oh, we saw this amazing show or, oh, we went to this really cool thing. And of course now she's in Chicago and so, Kathy, I wanted to ask you, you know, now you're saying how your excursions have changed a little bit. Can you enlighten us? Yes, Are you going to museums and, uh, you know, coffee shops? Uh, no. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, we, um, we here in Chicago are, are as locked down as they are in the Northeast. And um, I'm calling this um, my Jewel Osco PetSmart phase. Um, of, and tell us what, if some people don't know what oh, Jewel Osco, Osco is. Jewel is a, is a grocery store. And then PetSmart, obviously, because we have the new baby kitty, um, who's two, Briar, um, who jumps on everything. And we uh, also have our 18-year-old lizard, Blue. And so we do have some needs there. Um, and the cultural things have been limited to that and maybe whatever we can watch on Netflix or whatever we can read. So it's been very different because everybody's canceling their seasons, you know, because people want to stay alive. So if, if you had an opportunity, there's so many festivals here in Chicago that got canceled and it is disappointing. And at the same time, hearing from people on the front lines who are dealing medically with what's going on with this, um, it makes sense. You know, if it, it 
I was just watching a piece the other night on, I forget which country it was, but they finally put Ebola down. They, they've, they have both a vaccine. I think they even have a cure now for Ebola, which was just rampant and wild. And when COVID came along, everybody there was more compliant because they understood what can happen when something like that goes. And it's, it's interesting, you know, we are, we are very free here in this country in many ways, even though we may not feel like we are. And you're going to feel that to the level of your own experience. Like if you've never had the real flu, you're going to be like, what would you want to get a flu vaccine for? Well, I've had the real flu. And let me tell you something. I've never missed getting um, the vaccine. Never. Um, I'm a great believer in that because it just about killed me. And I was about 30 years old when it happened. So it's all based on what you've experienced. And so if you're lucky enough to have not to not even be able to understand what it might feel like to be that ill, then, you know, you may make a different decision of I don't need to wear a mask or I don't need to do this, that, and the other thing. And it's very hard to feel about the collective good and wanting to do things for a group that's greater than yourself. And I think that's a challenge that we're seeing here in this country. And rightly so. People are in a lot of pain, you know, and um, and it can be hard when you feel like other people are getting maybe more attention than you. And the thing that you and I have learned, part of being still human, is to know that there actually is enough for all of us. Not in all areas, because we have created, not us, not Elaine, not me, but we have a culture of scarcity here. And so there are very real issues around there not being enough of something and all of that. At the same time, it also dulls this sense of wanting to share and wanting to believe in the common good. It's a much harder thing to think about because you might think, well, that's a nice to have. Um, but I, so for me, culturally, <laughs> my culture corner has been more about thinking about, well, why am I doing this? What do I want? And not only do I want to eliminate needless workplace suffering, but even human suffering, you know, how, what do we do and how do we be so that we're creating conditions? And it may mean that for a period of time, uh, I have not enjoyed being, you know, wearing a mask everywhere I go and um, having mask. I don't know if it's macne, you know, they call it like when you get, you know, because you get your mask <laughs> on all day. But um, it's, you know, I, I haven't enjoyed that. And at the same time, having had different illnesses, having had cancer and not being able to see two feet in front of me. It's like, I would rather take these precautions and be a little miffed and then, then, then not. And, you know, and, and there are going to be a lot of situations. There are people who don't have employment right now. And, and we live in a country that's not supporting people who don't have that. Right. And so it can be easy to get angry at someone who's like, well, you know, I'm just going to do this. What do you mean? I don't have a job. And it's all understandable. This is this is what we're seeing surface culturally mm. is this fear of not having enough and not having enough of not having a job and all these other things. And so, again, how do you move within this and hold space for, for all the different feelings that are happening around this. And then also make decisions and say, I'm willing to, I want to do this because I want other people to have good things or be well. I don't know if any of that made any sense. No, it's so great, Kathy. And I, you know, it inspires me and I love that, you know, not just workplace suffering, but human suffering. I, right. I love that. And I, um, 
you know, the older, the older I get, Sonny, you know, I'm not that old. I just feel kind of old today. Um, is, uh, you know, are you giving back? Like if you're, if you're, if you are surviving and especially if you're thriving, awesome. And how are you giving back? How are you contributing? That um, is a question that I just uh, want to kind of lead with, you know, and, yeah. and I have to say, um, I am really proud of myself because uh, I am passionate and sometimes I'll get really into a cause and then, you know, and I will still give money, but I stop sort of talking about it or, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's, I don't think I'm a total dabbler, but I guess I am a little bit. And um, I've certainly given money to lots of different, um, you know, organizations through the years. And um, and I choose what really vibes with me at the time. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I'm, I am really proud that I am, this muscle is, okay, what have you done about your Black education right. today? Like, every day I am... You know, did I meditate? Did I pray? And did I take one action? Like, I'm really serious about this. Like, I, um, you know, I want to have, I want to have conversations. I want to have difficult conversations. I want to keep educating myself about all the things that I didn't know growing up or that as an adult, I sort of look the other way, you know, and um, I want to keep working on you know, signing petitions and passing information and educating myself. Um, and I am watching a couple of things. I thought I would just share, uh, you know, I did watch sex education and it's one of the top Netflix 25 lists. It's hilarious and poignant and funny. And Oh my God, thank God I'm not a teenager, but it's really, it really just, um, was charming on so many levels. And then recently on a heavier note, I've been listening to Oliver Stone. He has a historic thing about all the history. He thinks we should have learned that we didn't. And, uh, you know, somebody was like, Oh, is it all conspiracy theories? And I'm like, well, I think he's mellowed with this age. But it is definitely a lot about the war and the military. And, you know, I got to say, watching it, I kept thinking, it's all these white men. (laughs) It's all these white men. It's all these white men. And, you know, it just, it makes me excited that women are stepping out and forward because, I do believe we ha- we have had to learn to listen and compromise and collaborate instead of going over on somebody, you know. We we have learned to work with mm-hmm. to make a gross generalization. So anyway, it's a great episode thing and it's sobering and it's hard to watch, but I'm committed to learning. I want to understand how we got where we are because I feel like when we can study that it helps us set the context for how we go forward. And, um, and I know that it's just my interpretation, my perception of my, you know, my sunglasses. Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, I have a lot to learn and I'm trying to practice listening as much or more than even talking. Cause you know, I'm a big talker. So that's what I've been up to. It's, you know, and it's, And the thing is, is that we're able to do this and we can continue to do it too, you know, but we also don't have to drive the car at 80 miles an hour 
all the time, right? <laughs> what? So, <laughs> so it's, it's, what do you mean? It's well, <laughs> we have to be able to, you know, take a breather and laugh and all of that. And it doesn't mean you're giving up the cause. So I think that's also important. And also, you know, it just struck me, I I joined a a book group with um, the coaches, some coaches here in in, uh, Chicago. And um, we're reading a book called Biased, which I had actually read about six months ago. I think I even mentioned it on one of our podcasts. And so we're talking about it again. And it is... What strikes me so much is how tired people are of fighting this. And so in some ways, this new energy and focus is allowing more of us to participate and start and, and, and maybe provide energy back to help people who are really just literally exhausted. It's kind of like when you see um, at the Women's March, you know, five years, four, however many years ago, where it's like this woman who's a hundred saying, I can't believe I'm still protesting this shit. And, you know, and, and that's it. And so one of the reasons that you have allies and that we, we start to take this on and start to understand the humanness of this and the way we work, I think we have a golden opportunity here to really make some progress, you know, to, to, to really, really make some progress and, and have these discussions. And they're hard. There are people in very, very different places about this. Some are exhausted. Some are like... F this, you know, and some are like, well, aren't you a little chipper, cheery, whatever. And, um, and the thing is just stay the course anyway, because the human part of it is that we all want to be loved. We all want to love, you know, and that's not corny. It's a powerful, powerful thing. And a lot of the things that we do by repressing, hiding that stuff, it makes us sicker, you know, and, and just being able to do this and to just, again, have that space for someone to be able to say something that's just really like, whoa, you said that out loud. (laughs) People say that to me all the time. No, I love it. Thank you. That's beautifully, beautifully said Kathy Keegan. And, um, you know, I've been listening to Brene Brown when I do yard work on the weekends. I know I shouldn't brag I about love my glamorous, it. You glamorous life, but that. I love, you know, if I'm going to do menial work, I don't totally love. I listen to really good shit. <laughs> beep, beep. <I> mean, <laughs> and one of the people, and then every once in a while, if it's really good, I'll listen to it a second time. Crazy. And she, Brene Brown had somebody on who was talking about, uh, you know, I think it was on a racial, you know, it was talking about racial um, justice and social justice. And this person um, was a person of color and or LGBTQ something. Anyway, I don't remember the, the name, but they said what was interesting was in the states that have fought against gun control, that have fought the hardest in those particular states, which I don't follow that. But it's like Georgia, you know, the highest number of people who are dying from guns at the highest rate is white men. Yes. They're using them on themselves. themselves. And yep. so I think 
we got to keep talking about that because, you know, that needs to come out in the light. And that to me is an example of how separation, separation from others, that tribe is bad. My tribe is good. All of that. It's not just bad for race and economics. It's bad for humans. Right. You know, and so I just was inspired and I want to keep studying that. I've, you know, and I just, I just had an aha. Yeah. It's a big aha because how did we get there? You get there by conditioning and you get there by telling people that there isn't enough. Right. Or that something's inferior or whatever. And we can change that conversation and it's not easy work. Right. Not easy work, but if we understand from the human perspective, this is how the brain works in humans. The brain works this way in humans. Right. Um, We have 150 biases just by being born. It's the way the brain works, not a moral issue, right? And so understanding that and understanding that it's okay for you to feel sad and feel left out. It's not okay. But what I mean is there's room for you to feel that and for us to continue to study larger systemic things that need to be addressed. Right. Um, there's a great book by Johan Hari. Oh, I don't remember the name of it. Ooh. Johan Hari. How do you spell that last name? Um, H-A-R-I. He has a TED talk. Like, but he talks Mata about Hari, kind of. I don't know if he's related. I'd have to ask. Okay, he's got a he's got a British accent, so it's really fun to listen to him. Okay, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, I could talk to you forever, but yes, I have to jump soon. Yes, but me I want too. I want to thank everybody for listening and watching. I hope that you got a lot out of our um, conversation and. I want to remind you if you are suffering or you know somebody who's suffering and you want to connect and you are looking for a coach, a friend, a guide, a mentor, Kathy Keegan is freaking amazing. And you can find her. You can just uh, email her at Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, at Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, K-E-E. G-A-N, KathyKeegan.com. That's K's. K's all the way. And then (laughs) Elaine, the same thing. Elaine, the same thing. Because here's the thing. If we can't help directly, we know a lot of resources. (laughs) And I love to connect people. Like, oh, you, you and you talk. Yes. Yeah. You talk. You talk. Elaine, it is always such a pleasure. So much. Thank you. I love it. I can't wait to read. I want to work on these books too. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Bye everybody. We want to hear from you. Please hit reply and tell us what else you want us to discuss. Cause you, you got a lot of wisdom here. You got 50, 50 years of training or more. So exactly. Thank you so much. Go out there and keep laughing. Have an awesome day. Okay. Bye. 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 Yay! You made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you were here. Feel free to reach out at stillhumanpodcast at gmail.com or Kathy at kathykeegan.com or Elaine at captivatethecrowd.com. See you next time.